I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the 15th episode of Season 2 of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by sports columnist Ann Killian to break down Kevin Durant's contentious post-game presser Wednesday. After Golden State's 141-102 route of the Spurs, Durant took issue with the media's coverage of his pending free agency this summer. Within about a half hour of Durant cutting the presser short, Ann and I convened in Oracle Arena's lower bowl. We'll have all of our analysis after the break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And it was quite quite the night. Not only did the Warriors play some of the best basketball I think I've ever witnessed in my entire life in that third quarter against against the Spurs tonight, but I witnessed probably the most interesting post-game press conference I've ever been a part of. I know I haven't been doing this nearly as long as you have. From, from, uh, from your vantage point, where does that kind of rank in terms of the pressers that you've witnessed? Uh, that's pretty high up there, just considering, you know, KD is one of the most <laughs> famous um, – athletes in the world and he uh he just he went off and he got super angry and he did probably the opposite of what um any athlete would tell would the advice any athlete would give if a reporter is under your skin um and and you're pissed about something that they've written don't use their name that will make them more famous don't react don't show how angry you are don't show how sensitive you are just pretend like you didn't even care you never even read anything but that's not the way Duran is he's you know he's thin-skinned he uh, he reads everything obviously he broods about it he lets it get to him he lets uh he lets things all this noise surrounding free agency change the way he's done his business for most of the time he's been here which is to be available to the press to talk to us after every game to talk to us a lot during the week and it's just it's weird to me because he's already been through this once so he knows better than probably anyone what pending free agency and the possibility of moving teams looks like because he went through it granted a much smaller media market but he went through it in Oklahoma City so it can't be a surprise to him that it's happening again now before we go any further I know anyone listening to this podcast has probably already heard the presser in its entirety I do think it's re- worth revisiting at least part of it um, so we're going to play 
part of it right now. We've noticed that you hadn't talked for a while. Um, is it anything to do with anything on your mind, or has it just been coincidence that you haven't talked what, for some time? Why do you care? Because you usually talk. Uh, well, I don't, feel like, I don't feel like talking the last couple of days. It was anything in particular? No, I just didn't feel like it. Anything to do with conversation about free agency? Yeah, that's the conversation you're going to have. I don't think about that type of stuff. That's your job. You've obviously been around the noise for so long. Is it bothering you more this year? Is it louder this year? It's unnecessary. You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and <clears throat> just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to y'all about that. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Y'all let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. Come on, bro. I come in here and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? We're talking. We're talking. So, who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Tell me. Does that is that gonna help me do my job better? Nah, bro. I didn't feel like talking. Kevin, the uh, free agency thing really hadn't been that much of a discussion coming to you because we got it loud and clear, at least we, most of us should have, that it was off, off limits. Don't so go there. what's the problem now? No, just that you've been quiet and you're not usually quiet. You usually share your opinions and stuff. So everybody's like trying to figure out what's going on. And we're all getting questions from fans like, what's wrong with Kevin? I just tell him he's playing okay, but he's not talking right now. I just don't trust none of y'all. Every time I say something, it's get twisted up and thrown out in so many different publications try to tear me down with my words that I say. So when I don't say nothing, it's a problem. I just want to play ball. I want to go to the gym and go home. That's all. Is that a problem? All right, then. Yeah, I mean, how, do you, how, how are you playing? How is the team playing in the last I, couple weeks? I'm done. You know you don't care about that. I just asked you. So, and um, you could tell it felt like when he walked into that room, that he had the best intentions. Um, now, to, just to kind of give the listener a little bit of background, uh, you know, we leave. We leave the. I go into the press conference room after filing my running game story. Um, then, then I go into the locker room where all all of us media members are huddled in there. Kind of, we we kind of filter in and out of there between press conferences. Uh, Ray Ritter, the head of uh, PR for the Warriors. Uh, was under the assumption or the belief that Durant was not willing to talk tonight. Uh, but then right before Durant walked into the room, uh, one, of the, one of the other media members said it looks like Durant is willing to talk tonight. And Ray was just as surprised, just as, surprised as anyone else to hear that. Right when he hears that, Durant walks 
toward the media room. It looks like he is happy in a good mood. He had a phenomenal game tonight. Uh, he he had almost a triple double, um, nine for thirteen shooting. Um, one of his better games of the season. The Warriors played phenomenal basketball. Forty two assists, season high, sixteen assists in the third quarter as a franchise record for assists in a quarter. But then, of course, inevitably. The free agency questions come. And as soon as the free agency questions come, his entire demeanor changes. Well, he got asked one question about the game, and then Tim Kawakami asked him why he hadn't been talking. And he got surly right away, said, why do you care? And, um, and then uh, when his, the guy, Anthony Slater, who is with The Athletic, who has covered Kevin for a long time, um, when he asked him a question, he kind of opened up and got, was less... Uh, short and surly and more um, kind of angry and long-winded and he really you know went off you know telling the media to grow up um, telling Ethan Strauss in particular to grow up asking who are you I mean it was he he's clearly very angry but the the thing is in all of this is Duran hasn't spoken since the Porzingis trade last week Ethan's story came out yesterday last night so he didn't speak for a whole week. It can't just have been Ethan's story. It was the speculation on the morning, you know, ESPN shows. It was the speculation coming out of New York. It's the speculation nationally. This is not a local media product. This is a product of the NBA. And, you know, I cover all sports. I cover the NFL. I cover Major League Baseball. Sometimes I cover hockey. There is no sport that has this in-season speculation about players' movement. There's nothing that compares to the NBA. It's like its own sport. And like I said before, Durant knows that. He's gone through it. It is, it's what fuels talk shows and podcasts and Twitter. And it's just, people can't, I mean, I find it a little weird because, you know, eventually we're all going to find out where these guys end up. It's going to be next July. But, but it just... It's something that just fuels this sport unlike any other sports. So, um, and the fact that he stopped talking really created more noise around that because he changed his demeanor, his normal behavior. So, of course, everyone rushed in to fill the void and say, well, what's Kevin so upset about? Why isn't he talking? What's going on here? So, it's it was just weird circumstances. I mean... Maybe he was mad about other things, but it can't have been the Ethan story because the Ethan story came out on day eight of him being quiet, and today was day nine. Well, I think it was one of those situations where, in in Kevin's mind, he without maybe consciously doing this, he ended up scapegoating Ethan, uh, Ethan because right. obviously, like you said, this has been festering for for over a week now, um, and I think. You know, it's been documented that Ethan and, and Durant have a history, and so I think uh, Durant probably is is more prone to to dislike a column by that reporter just because they might have a history. And um, you know, in that, it seemed like based off the back and forth we witnessed um, between those two, one thing that Durant said was, "You know, you're you're trying to read my mind," and you know, there was a there was a there was a point in that article where he said that, according to a source, that uh, Kevin Durant had hoped that beating LeBron James in the 2017 uh, NBA Finals would submit his status as the number one uh, as the number one 
player in the world. And when that didn't happen, he was disappointed. And I, I'm led to believe that that's kind of what Durant was pinpointing when he said that to, to Ethan. And, and um, you know, knowing Kevin Durant a little bit, I can see how that specific part of the article would really get under his skin. Uh, he has quite the history with with LeBron and and he hates any narrative that paints him in a way to have an inferiority complex specifically with with LeBron so I can see how that specific anecdote would really irk him on a deep level yeah yeah but again um that specific anecdote was written last night and something else has been irking him on a deep level and the thing is about this New York thing you know, obviously, a lot of the noise is coming from New York and from the Knicks themselves. And, you know, his agent, a native New Yorker, tweeted out that he was going to run the Knicks someday a year. You know, that was a year ago. And, uh, and you know, they, they have cleared the board so that they have these two max contract slots. Um, I don't know where the speculation is coming, but... But Kyrie, all of a sudden, is sounding like he's not interested in staying in Boston. And so, you know, he can be... Uh, the, the idea is that the two of them and they're, you know, Durant has called Kyrie one of his best friends. That, you know, they're, they've cleared for them to both go to New York. You know, obviously there was the huge poster on the... Or mural on the outside of a building in New York when when the Warriors visited uh, earlier this year, a trip you were on. So this has been going on for a while, and you're not going to go to New York by yourself if you're Durant, so you need another person. So, you know, I mean, it, it all, it all it's, it's not a pretend narrative. It all makes sense. What was really interesting about tonight was if one reporter can get so under Durant's skin and he can lash out so much about... Uh, you know, this kind of normal turn of events in the NBA, which is speculation about his future. Can you imagine what it would be like for him to be in New York, where the media is so much, there's so much more, there's so much louder, there's so much in your face than our market. I mean, it's it's a hundredfold what he faces here. And yeah, honestly, that article that he mentioned, you know, in, in the presser, Compared to some things I've read in the New York media, I mean that was pretty oh, yeah. innocent. Like you he wasn't, to... he wasn't attacking him on a personal level. You know he wasn't going for his throat, um, but it obviously really, really got under Durant's skin. Right, but you have—that's the thing. The skin is the issue. You have to have a thick skin. One, he's an NBA superstar. He's multimillionaire. He's in a fishbowl. I mean, I mean, Steve basically, Steve Kerr basically said it before the game when we were asking him about that. He said, you know, sometimes you just want to curl up, but this is the NBA and you can't. And and these guys all know it. They they know they're in the fishbowl. They live it every day. So I think somehow Durant's just got to be able to be cool about it and just let it roll off his skin and, and grow you know, uh, a rhinoceros skin, like Harbaugh used to say. I mean, he, he, I don't see how he can get through day to day in this, in this league, in this fishbowl, and let all these things affect him so much. You know, and the, the thing is, this is kind of the continuation of a track record we've, we've seen with Durant. The thing that's fascinated me more than anything about covering Durant, this is my third year covering him, is that he, when he wants a narrative to die, 
he tends to propagate it. He tends to fuel it by by his actions, you know, by liking things on Instagram, on Twitter, by there've been times during, by going silent when all this stuff is swirling around him. You know, not taking the advice that I know he's been receiving, which is to, you know, address it as in a very calm, civil manner, say I'm not going to talk about this and move forward. Exactly. I mean, it's pretty easy and it's and it's also you know, it was kind of startling to see that because we're dealing with um, a bunch of guys who kind of get what the relationship is between the media and themselves. And, you know, they don't get... I mean, Draymond once got really angry at me and didn't speak to me for a whole summer and we had to have a powwow and, and get, you know, sit down and talk. But, you know, Draymond is an emotional up and down guy. But, you know, I mean neither of us in a bazillion years can imagine Steph handling this in that way, getting that angry or, or clay or, I mean, it's just, it's so out of character that it kind of stunned everyone in the room. I think to see a warrior be so angry in a press conference. What it showed is that he's human, you know, and the reality is I think a lot of, a lot of people, uh, a lot of fans, even media members sometimes look at these guys and they say, hey, you're, you know, a global icon. You have millions of dollars. Why are you upset? Why are you letting this 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 little stuff get to you? But the reality is part of being a human being for it, a lot of times is being sensitive and having insecurities. And he obviously has let them define him at various points in his life. You know, they're, this is not the first time he has let... Uh, media scrutiny get to him uh, you remember during that whole what Russell Westbrook saga um, he did not handle that very well and he he has said openly that he regrets how he handled that um, just the Oklahoma City situation in general um, I, I think he has regrets on how he handled that obviously we all know about the burner Twitter accounts and and all that and but I also think what tonight really showed is that he this is really bothered him on a very deep level it wasn't just ethan's article it wasn't even just the past nine days that led to this moment it was the past six seven eight months since whatever you know since he signed that one-on-one deal with the warriors and the speculation started about this upcoming free agency all of that has led to this moment i mean it was only a couple months ago at staples center when he was undressed on the court verbally by his friend and teammate Draymond Green over this exact issue. And right. here we are right now in this moment talking about this. So it all it all led to this moment. Right, but this moment stretches out for 5 months ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, this moment isn't isn't over. Uh, these questions, you know, there's going to be a this is, you know, in the midst of the tomorrow's NBA trade deadline, uh, this clip is going to get replayed over and over again as teams maybe get rearranged and and think about you know what they're going to look like not only at the push of this end of this season but what they're going to look like next season and obviously Durant's future plays a big part in what the NBA looks like next season and it's going to you know when the teams are drafted for the All Star game this clip is going to get played when Durant gets drafted and when you know the the Warriors start their their playoff push this is going to show up this story isn't going to go away and he just made it bigger 
because now this is going to be a meme. It's going to be all over social media. This, it's going to yeah. be like Michael Jordan's tears. I mean, it is going to be out there constantly. And, you know, July is five months away. That is a long time to have this out there. So he's really, you know, I, I, he left in a half. He said, I'm out, you know, I'm out of here. Um, he's probably home like stewing right now. Um, you know, I'm sure some of maybe his teammates are reaching out to him to say like, hey, are you okay? Um, but, and he may wake up tomorrow morning and regret it and say, well, well, I wish I'd handled that better when he sees how it blows up. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a long four or five months for him. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's an understatement. And it's, it, you know, kind of building off what you were just saying, this definitely has the potential. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's going to be, but it has the potential to be a career defining clip moment. You know, as great of a career as Allen Iverson had, when you think about Allen Iverson, one of the things you think about is that practice. Not only one, you know, this is going to, I have, you know, we literally went from the, from the media room straight out here to talk about this for the pod. So we haven't seen this blowing up on, on, uh, online and, on Sports Center and all those things, but I'm sure it is. And this is going to be something that's going to follow not just Durant, but the Warriors throughout the rest of the season. So it's going to be fascinating to see how they all handle well, this. And, you know, in truth, it could end up being um, if he really, really hates all of this that much, is he going to put himself through it again? And, you know, I mean, that's the thing about talk. When you look at his options, you know, could he could go to the Knicks and be the guy, right? But he's not going to win a championship with the Knicks. He's not going to get paid as much as he could get paid with the Warriors. He's not going to be entering, I mean, MSG is, you know, iconic and all. But, I mean, all of these pressures and things that are mounting on him may end up leading to him to just say, you know what, my teammates have supported me through this. Um, I, you know this is not a terrible place to be maybe i'm just gonna stay because he really doesn't like this process you can tell no no and i've had a lot of people say you know maybe he'll come back and do another one-on-one and i'm like one and one and i think even though i think that's a possibility it's hard to imagine that he is going to want to do this again you know this process i think he either goes somewhere or he signs a significant extension with the warriors yeah yeah, and oddly, after tonight, I kind of feel like he, I feel like the Warriors' chances just went up because uh, because the whole situation is just so weird. And um, I think this may impact not how other owners or I mean, obviously, he's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent, but it just kind of could, like you said, could kind of shape the way he's viewed and, and how how his career uh, starts to be considered, you know, the super sensitive guy. So maybe he stays. I don't know. But yeah. we, we won't know until July. <laughs> yeah. no. And, Team drama. And, and the reality, let me just say one other thing here, is the reality is that, um, you know, I think people can change. You know, people, people can evolve. Uh, but this is a guy who's been in the league over a decade, um, he, I don't want to say he, he can't change, but he kind of is who he is. And I don't think he's ever going to stop being that sensitive guy. The reality is that same sensitivity ha- has 
has gotten him to this point. If you look at, I know you cut you 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 were around when Michael Jordan was playing, and and obviously Kobe Bryant, and those guys maybe didn't show it in the exact same way that Kevin Durant does, but they were reading all the articles written about them. Yeah, they were paying attention to any little line of criticism and it really festered with them and bothered them too right and that was before the days of social media so you know the first thing when you go in that locker room like we were all in there and you look at Kevin Durant he's sitting hunched over his phone and you know clearly reading things on his phone Mm -hmm. and so you know it's immediate Um, it's amazing that more guys don't get it get have it get under their skin I mean when you look at um you know, at least on this team, most of the guys are pretty carefree and kind of seem to um, let things slide off their back. Draymond and KD are the two that kind of don't, which is why it's so interesting that they were the ones who who uh, had a little bit of a brouhaha. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. Two, two days ago, uh, Durant and I feel comfortable saying this because it's been reported and it's out there. But two days ago, Durant went in uh, on Twitter and. Uh, Dieter Kurtenbach, the columnist from the Mercury News, wrote a column and basically uh, just wrote about how he hadn't talked in a while and and insinuated that it was because of all the New York rumblings. And uh, there was a lot of responses to that article. And any critical response to the author, Durant went and, and favorited it. Every single one of them. Every yeah, single see, one of them. You got to do that. You got to stop doing that. You know? You, you know, it's just, I mean... Oof. He, he, and I'm sure that his agent and and everyone, he has a huge team of people. I'm sure they all advise him, don't do that. Don't do it. Take the phone out of your hand. But he can't seem to help himself. And, and you're right. Something, somehow that drives him because he is a fantastic player. And the reality is he's played phenomenal basketball. I mean, oh, yeah, he had a phenomenal game tonight. He's, you can make the argument he's having you know, his best season outside of that MVP season probably of his career. I mean, to do this the way he's doing it in tandem with with Curry, it's been a thing to watch. And I think that he's using basketball as uh, as an outlet. Um, I think he enjoys, you know, being out there on the court because it's kind of – it helps him. At least it's 48 minutes where he doesn't have to deal with all this other noise. But if you did notice, and I don't want to read too much into this, but – he had some amazing dunks tonight, and he wasn't howling the way he normally does. He he's been sullen the past week and a week and a half, even down to those thrilling moments in games. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, and and so then he gets mad at us because we're analyzing his body language and we're trying to read stuff into it, and you know, I mean, that's just kind of the way this game works, you know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, uh, like it or not, it's it's part of being a superstar, and um, you know it's not always easy. But uh, you would think after ten years, he would learn a little bit more about how to control his own narrative. So um, anyway, it's, it was an interesting night in Warriors Land. It was, uh, and I appreciate you uh, staying late and breaking it down with me. Um, you know, obviously stay locked and loaded at sfchronicle.com. I, I have a feeling that this is not the last time we're going to be talking or writing about this subject. So, uh, you know, stick with us. I want to thank Anne for joining me on this week's podcast. Always great catching up with her and chatting Warriors. 
Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at claterno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.